Welcome to Detect and Protect, the Australian Biosecurity Podcast. In today's episode, we are talking about antimicrobial resistance. Now, World Antimicrobial Awareness Week is celebrated from 18 to 24 November each year. And this week is an opportunity to highlight the challenges and risks associated with antimicrobial resistance, or AMR. Now, this is a great topic and one that I'm very, very interested to learn more about over the course of this podcast. It's also going to include how it can impact on human and also animal health. So please stay tuned and listen very carefully to our wonderful guest today that is joining me. That is Dr. Mark Ship. He is Australia's Chief Veterinary Officer who works to address major animal health issues of national interest, such as the threat of antimicrobial resistance. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today, Mark. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Yeah, great to see you, Mark. This is a very important topic, and I can't wait to hear more about it from you. Now, a lot of our listeners may have heard the term antimicrobial resistance or AMR, and to me, Dr. Ship, that, that does sound bad, and it sounds also very, very interesting. So can you also tell, tell me a little bit and all of our listeners about what it actually is, what it's about, and, and what does it really mean for us, AMR? About uh, half the population in Australia receive antibiotics, for example, each year, and that might be for a skin infection, lung infection, urinary tract infection, or perhaps uh, after some operative procedure. With that use of antibiotics, uh, some of those uh, bacteria will survive and become resistant to those antimicrobials. And as we overuse and misuse uh, antibiotics, that resistance uh, continues to grow. With increased use of antibiotics, uh, there is that danger of antimicrobial resistance, but without them, uh, our life would be very different. We wouldn't be able to have uh, routine surgeries. They'd become quite risky. And the World Health Organization has identified that the growth of antimicrobial resistance is one of the top 10 global public health threats. Wow, that is that is crazy, Mark. And and if I could ask, is, does that relate as well to those situations of where you'd have an operation and and everything might go okay in the operation, but then you'll regularly see people need to take a course of antibiotics afterwards so that they can stave off infection, or is, is almost as a preventative measure? Is that fair to say? That that's absolutely correct. Uh, so in Australia, it's quite routine to have a, a cataract uh, a replacement or to a hip replacement or to have a kidney transplant, all of all of those routine type surgeries would become very difficult if we weren't able to use antibiotics to prevent post-operative infection. And indeed, uh, we're seeing that uh, rising increasingly around the world and in Australia, where people present with uh, an infection and none of the available antibiotics work against that infection. That's fascinating, Mark. So it's a, well, that, that's very interesting. So it's almost a case in a way of damned if you do and damned if you don't, because it's that progression of being, you know, people being able to move forward with, with what you would say, you know, routine and not so routine operations, for example, or progressions of those health matters, but we can't do it. So is is that what's driving the, the and, and, and concerning the global threat? Is it that in particular, or is it sort of a, an education sort of factor? Please elaborate, because this this is really interesting stuff. What, what is driving the, the rise of antimicrobial resistance is both the inappropriate use of antimicrobials and the overuse of antimicrobials. So right. it's quite common in, uh, when we have a cold that we go to the GP and ask for a course of antibiotics. 
But we know that uh, cold, the common cold is caused by a virus. It's not treated by antibiotics. So having that course of antibiotics is an inappropriate use of antimicrobials and it's just going to drive antimicrobial resistance. And then there is overuse of antimicrobials where antibiotics are, are used when they're not required or are used in a way that's inappropriate. So for some years we've seen, particularly overseas, the use of uh, antimicrobials to promote growth of animals or to prevent uh, infection in uh, environments that are heavily contaminated. We're very fortunate in Australia that uh, we have a very clean environment for animals to grow in, and so we use very low levels of antibiotics. And also that uh, we don't have any uh, critically or, or medically important antibiotics approved for growth promotion. That's that's crazy stuff, Doctor Ship, and I really appreciate you explaining that to me. So, elaborating, elaborating, excuse me, on that and and what I'm hearing. So, is there is that going to be a, a problem moving forward? Then, when you're talking about, is there sort of like an an education factor here where we really need to sort of get the message out to people a bit more, perhaps? And as you just talked about, then getting that understanding of the appropriate use of antibiotics in this sense. Yeah, so there's a matter of educating both the client, the, the patient, and and the 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 practitioner, the doctor or, or the veterinarian. So when I go to see my GP, I, I shouldn't mm -hmm. be asking uh, for antibiotics uh, unless it's a, a, a bacterial infection and, and we're both uh, convinced that that is the case. And the, the GP or the, the veterinarian shouldn't be prescribing antibiotics unless they're uh, convinced that that is uh, an appropriate course of treatment. And that may mean that uh, the problem can't be dealt with in a 10-minute consultation, but will require mm -hmm. diagnostics, a test to be undertaken firstly to see what is the cause of the infection and indeed is there an infection present before we try and treat it. The, often antibiotics are prescribed uh, in a preventive uh, way in order to prevent a, a possible future infection and that's inappropriate. Also, you know, uh, Often a, a course of antibiotics will be used, but not completely used. So there'll be some left over at the end, or there'll be a second script uh, that is filled, but not used or uh, kept in the cupboard. And we need to think about how, how to appropriately use or, or dispose of, of those antibiotics. So don't just flush them down the toilet or throw them in the trash, but return them responsibly so that they're not contaminating the environment. We're not giving them to, to friends or family to treat something that's not a, a bacterial infection. Incredible. No, that's and that's so good to hear that, especially from someone with with the level of knowledge that you have. Because I must say, I, I would even be guilty of that in the past of not being completely aware of things like the environmental factors, or or you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say go so far as say I've handed it to your family member and said, here, why don't you try this? Um, but 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 it comes to you know that education. So mate, that, that sounds like a really big watch your space, Doctor Ship. I really appreciate you explaining that to us in a little bit more detail. What does that all mean for for the animal sector? Uh, particularly and specifically and how that relates to us as well as humans? So globally, there, there's a need for more animal protein uh, as the population grows and, and better quality animal protein as more of the global population moves into the middle class and expects to eat meat and dairy and, and egg uh, products. And that means that there's a need for healthy animals and animals that are of good uh, welfare or, or benefiting from good welfare and that means that they need to be treated with antibiotics if they're uh, suffering disease or, or infection and, and trying to prevent that uh, where possible. This means that there's a, a huge demand for uh, antimicrobials and, and treatment of, of animals, but it also means that 
that is going to in turn drive resistance and we're going to run out of antimicrobials because the fact is that very few new antimicrobials are being developed and so we're going to run out of antimicrobials over time. At the moment, we've got about 30 antibiotics that are in clinical development worldwide and only mm -hmm. six of those are innovative or, or new drugs. Um, and so the inappropriate use of antibiotics continues to drive uh, resistance and we've got very few drugs coming onto the market. So in, in terms of of what you're mentioning there that's being done in the animal sector um, in relation to that antimicrobial resistance, how concerned are you uh, with with the progress of these developments and, and how it's moving forward? Now, um, you know, I know there's there's certain levels here of how you can answer that question, but um, this, I feel like the more and more that I'm learning about it, the more my ears are pricking up and it's something that, you know, it needs to have that urgent attention and placed on it. How do you feel about that? Is that, is that is, I guess where I'm going with that, is it a fair comment to say? that, look, this is really something that needs attention and how do you feel about what's being done about it? So it is recognised at, at the level of the WHO as the silent pandemic that this is the, the next uh, wow. biggest uh, wow. health issue uh, with tens of millions of people likely to suffer early death or mm -hmm. uh, uh, chronic illness because of having infections that are not able to be treated with antimicrobials. So, so this 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 has me very very. Uh, this has me thinking, Mark. When when we talk about what we can and, and and all should be doing to combat the challenges posed by this AMR, you've talked a moment ago about um, education and all that sort of thing as well. But you know, on top of that education factor. How much do people that that in, and I put my hand up in in the level of being a, a lay person trying to understand all this? How much more can we do without sort of feeling a, a threat to ourselves if it's a case of you know an illness or something like that to actually combat the challenges that are posed by AMR? So there's some very easy steps that we can all do as uh, consumers and citizens and and patients. Uh, so only use antimicrobials as, as directed to return uh, unused antibiotics so that they're not um, uh, disposed of inappropriately in, in the environment or, or uh, passed to somebody that, that's not uh, been prescribed those antibiotics. Don't go into see your GP with the expectation that you'll come away with a script uh, for antibiotics and to try and raise awareness in the community about antimicrobial resistance. As I said, this is a, a silent pandemic and, and the reason it's silent is because there's such a low level of public awareness and political awareness mm -hmm. about antimicrobial resistance. But the same applies if you've got animals in your care to have good biosecurity. So that means having a, a clean environment for, for your animal, uh, mm -hmm. preventing uh, introduction of uh, new animals or infected uh, animals that are going to introduce disease, mm -hmm. ensuring mm -hmm. that they've got their vaccinations so that they're not uh, becoming infected with uh, a disease that will require uh, treatment with antibiotics, ensuring they're well fed and that they've got clean housing and that you're, you're following veterinary advice in the care of those animals. We're very fortunate in Australia that we've got a, a very clean, green environment in order to raise uh, livestock and that means that we have very low levels of antimicrobial use in Australia and that underpins our, our access to export markets and, and the, the great quality of uh, food and lifestyle that we enjoy here in Australia. But that, that's underpinned by, by science and risk assessments and effective regulation and for that reason 
uh, Australia's got one of the tightest uh, sets of regulation around use of antibiotics in Australia to ensure that those critically important antibiotics, those antibiotics that we want to preserve for uh, serious human infection, are not available for, for use in animals and, and particularly for uh, livestock animals, which we're going to ultimately be consuming. Yeah, and taking lessons learnt, uh, Dr. Ship, from this most recent pandemic that we've had, this of course being uh, the COVID-19 pandemic from the last two years, and just in terms of the way education and, and is so important, misinformation can spread as well. Th this says to me that this is an important uh, situation where people need to not get concerned or, or, or panicked, I guess. It's something to be concerned about, but not get panicked into the situation, but do some reading about it, get some more uh, awareness, get some understanding, because I feel like people if you can get carried away with these sort of things where it becomes right uh, i could go into the doctor but all of a sudden it's you you know you, the, the expectation as you said the anticipation of having antibiotics if that's taken away from you it might it might scare a few people but that is definitely not the case is it it's just about understanding and going through a clearer diagnostic pathway to work out what's wrong with you and don't just resort to to these simple basics of here you take this out you go moving on to the next person as you mentioned is that fair to say with you know not only doctors but patients themselves. Yes, uh, very much so. Often uh, uh, patients will feel that the doctor's not taking them seriously unless they leave the consultation with a, with a prescription. And uh, it, it, veterinarians find themselves under the same pressure that unless they prescribe something or inject something that they, the client feels that they're not being taken seriously and they're not treating their animal with uh, the, the love and respect that they, they themselves feel for, for that animal. It's a matter about being well educated and understanding uh, the issues and uh, also contributing to the, the common good as we've experienced with uh, coronavirus. We, mm -hmm. we get vaccinated mm -hmm. not only for our own protection, but to protect the, the broader community. That's very similar with, with the use of antimicrobials that uh, if we prevent inappropriate use and overuse of antimicrobials, then we're protecting not only the the, the broader community, but we're also protecting our environment and we're preserving that resource, which is those antibiotics, which are very precious and, and a, a dwindling resource. Now, I know you're a busy man, Dr. Ship, so I, I won't uh, keep you for too much long, but I did want to talk about what's happening this week in a little bit more detail, Antimicrobial Awareness Week. Um, I noticed that last year we had you know, a fair bit of, well, a little bit more, let's say, uh, political awareness of this. We had our, our ministers getting involved in, in Antimicrobial Awareness Week. Uh, in 2021, we have uh, the slogan, which is overarching, which is handled with care, and the theme for 2021 being spread awareness, stop resistance for the food, animal, agriculture, and human health sectors. I think those two handles say enough in themselves. Uh, what can you tell us ab about what's happening this week and, and how that's growing at the at the international level and also in those awareness levels? Because you know what the last two years has taught me about taking everything very seriously when it comes to human health, animal health, and everything around us. Um, and I think this is a great opportunity to spread the word. So if you can elaborate on that for us uh, finally, Dr. Ship, that'd be much appreciated. So th this is a week in order to raise awareness and uh, myself and the Chief Medical Officer will be uh, doing a, a number of public events. We'll be speaking at conferences and, and putting out statements. But as the, the tagline uh, says, we're, we're trying to expand the scope of understanding around antimicrobial resistance to, see, to say that it's not just about uh, use of antimicrobials in a clinical setting, but it also includes the environment. It also includes food. 
the bacteria that infect humans are the same bacteria that infect animals and, and the bacteria that are present in the environment and they can retain and, and share that resistance so, uh, through the environment. And likewise in the food chain, the antibiotics that we use to treat animals or the antibiotics that we give to animals in order to promote their growth or pre prevent infection can drive resistance which then is passed on in the food chain. So it's very important that we consider all of those aspects and broaden the understanding and the engagement on, on this very important topic. Dr. Shiv, thank you very much for that information. Thank you so much for joining us and I wish you all the very best uh, this week with all of that work that you're doing and, and getting that message out there. Please keep up the good work and, and thanks very much for, for spreading the word here on the Australian Biosecurity Podcast. It's a very important topic and it's been a great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was Dr. Mark Ship, listeners, Australia's Chief Veterinary Officer. As I mentioned earlier, he's working to address major animal health issues of national interest. Keep an eye out for all of this great work that's happening on AMR. Thanks very much uh, to listening to this episode of the podcast. You can find out more information on Australian biosecurity on the department's website at biosecurity.gov.au. And most importantly, to learn more information about antimicrobial resistance that we've talked about in detail today and World Antimicrobial Awareness Week, 18 to 24 November every year, visit www.amr.gov.au. That's amr.gov.au. We'll also have useful links available in the episode description below. So please click onto them and ensure you get more information as Dr. Ship expertly pointed out there. We need to raise awareness on this important topic and really get educated about the importance of antimicrobial resistance. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast series to keep up to date and learn more about Australian biosecurity. My name is Stephen Payos and we'll see you on the next episode of the Australian Biosecurity Podcast.